It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone. Can afford to listen to Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. It is Sunday night football on Thursday night. The NFL is here. No more preseason games. No more exhibition. This one counts for real. It's the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles presented to you by the Nosebleed Seats podcast. And we have kickoff coming up later tonight. In a mere more excited, man. Man, and it's football that matters. It's football that matters, and it's it's shocking because even though the the stinking Eagles are playing in this thing, Super Bowl champion, I know they're in the special game. They're gonna have that banner come down. I think they're gonna get their butts kicked. I think the Falcons are gonna come in and just ding on them, man. Do you think Nick Foles instead of uh, getting a Super Bowl ring, he just gets a ring? What? You know, because he's got that hammer. I feel like it would look good. He's got what? I know LeGarrette Blunt's doing that. Because, you know, LeGarrette Blunt won the Super Bowl too last year. Yeah, Foles apparently has a big... Biggest dong on the squad. Biggest dong. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. Michael Bennett's on the roster now. I don't don't think that Foles got a... You don't think he got a full-on one of those rings? Yeah, I'm not going to say the word that sounds weird to me. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But you, it sounds aggressive coming out of your mouth. Is it is it worse than feet? For Please you? stop it! All right, we're not starting like this again. Okay. I was on such a high. Now my schwatz is curling back into my belly button. I love that you're not willing to say, but you are willing to say schwatz. Schwatz is a funny word. It's fantastic. Great word. I gotta say that's a great freaking word. Is that Jewish? Yeah, I think it's Yiddish. Yiddish. Yiddish, which is like the old, old, old Jewish language, it's like a dead language now. It's like a Latin kind of thing. Not pig Latin. No. Um, tonight is one of the, I mean, tonight is the beginning of it all, right? It is. It's the, uh, it's the start. It's the first of just like nothing but NFL football coma until the last or first Sunday of February. And it's like football is is now it's four it's it's four or five nights a week. You know, I mean, we're every night. I mean, it's literally like Tuesday night and Wednesday. You just like. You get to recover from, like, you have that football hangover. I think they even have Tuesday night games. I think, like, the WAC or one of those weird co- conferences. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you could be up late chasing in, uh, in the WAC. <laughs> <laughs> You're really just out here. The just SWAC is money. out there on the, Wednesdays. The only way you can be watching football on a Tuesday or Wednesday is if you're a degenerate. I think that's a fact. I think the only way you are watching Tuesday night and or Wednesday night football is if you are a complete and utter degenerate. So if I'm going to those like eighth grade games to get my fix, it's it's like <laughs> yeah. where we call it. We draw the line. Well, you going to eighth grade it's a football bad games. eighth grade game that I thought she Haggard versus <laughs> Renner. They're duking it out. <laughs> You're taking bets at the freaking at the concession yeah, which stand. Eighth grade? Man, they got this new up and comer. This eighth grade kid. You know like all the, the guys. Yeah, all the, the whole team. <laughs> You're scouting the local Optimus uh, team for no. what's to come in four years know, when, they're, yeah. when they're 14. I mean, geez, for this high school show we're doing, we might need to start doing that. No, so, you're so right. So we can know right. what the hell we're doing. We are doing way, high school goodness. football. Yeah, we're going to do an episode uh, next week just to discuss the the train wreck slash incredibleness the of, gold, our first, yeah, of our first high school Friday night football show. Uh, it was unbelievable. We'll get to that next week. But uh, right now it is Thursday night football. It's Sunday night football on Thursday night, which is throwing me through a, a total 
just loop here. I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Carrie Underwood, all going to be involved tonight. It's Thursday. It feels like Sunday. We got the Sunday music, but it's Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday. Tomorrow is Friday. Sunday night football tonight. Tonight is Thursday, and I've got the wing order already placed. Pluckers? Barbecue. Yeah, Pluckers. You're damn right. Well, I didn't know if it was going to be Wingstop or Pluckers. Wingstop is closer, but Pluckers is better. So I've decided I'm going to go ahead and pay the extra deliciousness for the Pluckers. Now, are you going to, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, are you going to be uh, participating in the viewing of the ring ceremony? No. The the, the banner. No, that will be something where I will, uh, I'll be eating, I'll be drinking, I'll be doing something away from the television, and I'll come down for kickoff. And you're not I even, don't need to see that crap. You're not even going to want to watch Nick put on his <laughs> ring? <laughs> no, I'd watch that. That's a different story, but that's like behind the scene footage. That, that gets leaked to like our special Twitter. That's true. Deadspin, baby. Hopefully by halftime we'll have that footage. It's all pixelated, too. You can't really quite see how <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, like Dax Dog. Oh, Dax Dog. But you can tell it's massive. That's the awesome thing about the pixels. Good girth to it, no doubt about it. Just the the, the de- It's really just the fine details that you can't that you can't see. Well, you got to have a, just enough pixels. You don't want to overflow it because, you know, you still got to be able to see the outline. At That's least, a fair point. At least. And I think they did a pretty good job with Dax, but I don't know that they can really contain Nick's. No, I don't. I think that's really the uncontainable. Him and Legarrett, of course. Yeah, of course. And Surge. And Surge. Oh, man. The Abaka. And, you know, I do want to say this. We were a little bit remiss uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about uh, sports dongs. You know, Eric Decker just just retired. Oh, yeah. He's known as Big Decker. His wife shouted him out on social media about his dong. She did. And she's also a smoke show. I think. She is awesome, and her personality makes her even even more attractive. But I do think when you just look at her through and through, and you don't know who she is, you just see a photo. I think she is a little bit overrated. Mm, okay, just in my personal record. Yeah, we know that you're uh, a tough. Judge. I can be a tough critic, but uh, I, I'm going to be a tough critic a little bit on the Eagles tonight. I don't think Nick Foles, even though he's got that dong, and you never know when a guy, you know, somebody with a dong like that can always show up. And we saw that in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's looked really bad. And yeah, he, he has. Like in preseason. He says it's great, though. He's able to learn and, and recover. Absolutely. He's now. been banged up. He's already, I mean, he damn near weren't sure if he was going to be ready for week one. Wentz isn't going to be ready until probably week three, week four. I think we, Wentz is holding out for a better line. You think so? No, their line's pretty he's good. He's pulling at Andrew Luck. He's holding out for a better team. That's what Luck did last year. Yeah, that's what and, Luck did. And it did. worked for him. No, he I got everybody fired. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that holdout worked. And they shockingly drafted a badass lineman. That's true. They got Quentin Nelson, maybe Quentin. the best player in the draft. So it did work. I, I don't think that Wentz has the ability to hold out, though, for any kind of scenario, mainly because they're defending champs. He didn't quarterback them. So if anything, he needs to get his ass on the field. That's true. So That's true. It's probably a legit medical reason why he's not playing. But no, if, are you saying you think they're going to lose tonight because no, Foles stinks? I do think they're going to lose tonight. I also think that the Falcons are coming into this season a little bit being overlooked. And I know we talk about Matt Ryan as being overrated. And I think throughout the course of his career, he is. But I went back and looked at Keen Fahey, uh, his, his quarterback Bible. He is the author of the quarterback Bible. And his, uh, his newest Bible, his newest edition... Uh, the latest book in Kean Fahey's quarterback Bible has Matt Ryan as being one of the best quarterbacks in last year. 
in terms of interceptable passes, overall accuracy. Matt Ryan had his best year in terms of Key and Fahey's eyes. So now I'm starting to take a look at myself in the mirror and say, hey, maybe my evaluation, maybe I need to be, you know, pay a little bit more attention to Matt Ryan. I think over the course of his career, he has been overrated. But last year in and of itself. How so, though? What do you mean? Because of mainly his supporting cast? Yeah, because his he's supporting cast had and, talent, and he's thrown, he's thrown, he's been one of those guys that's been lucky with his interceptions too, mm-hmm. where he's thrown a ton of interceptable balls and they just, by the grace of God, didn't get intercepted. Gotcha. His accuracy hasn't been that great either over the course of his career. But last year, according to Key and Fahey, he had his best year of his career and one of the best years of, of all the quarterbacks last year. So um, maybe Matt Ryan's on the up and up. I think that Atlanta roster is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, and look, this is they've a, been young. Now they're a little bit more seasoned. Yeah, but but go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, this is a team that I think last year when they met in the playoffs in the divisional round, we both picked Atlanta to win that game, and that yeah. was a red hot Philly team. Now it was Nick Foles. They totally should. Yeah, they totally should. But Nick Atlanta should have won that, that game. game though. Nick Foles was really bad in that game, and honestly, you know, it was that Julio Jones play in the corner of the end zone. Yep, he wasn't able to get in. But Atlanta really squandered an opportunity to win that thing. I think they remember it. And I, I agree. I think that Atlanta roster is every bit as good as the Eagles roster. That defense is really athletic. They're fast. I think they're going to come in and beat the Eagles, too. They add a Calvin Ridley. Uh, yeah. They, they, um, They've got two great running backs. Oh. And Coleman and Foreman. No Freeman, question. No me, question. Freeman, Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, Freeman. Um, yeah, I just think Atlanta's, uh, I think, and and in this for this particular game, for sure, they have the better quarterback. Yeah, I think unfortunately for Philly and the the Super Bowl jubilance that they will be having prior to kickoff, uh, I think that ends pretty quickly tonight. I think I think the Falcons are going to be the first winner of the 2018 season. I'm going to predict it. The first score of 2018 is going to be a pick six for the Atlanta Falcons. Really? Yeah. Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, <laughs> True Font, True Font. I don't know that I even have the vision of a specific player. Wow. I think it's just going to be a But you do have the vision. Of a Falcon touchdown, interception running it back, yeah. Now, I know you have new uh, Cowboys get up in terms of underwear and robes. Well, the Cowboys things. aren't playing no, tonight. And I know that. I'm oh, curious, you want to get, okay. I'm, oh, curious about, I'm, I'm curious about just the NFL, the NFL uh, undergarments <laughs> or what you'll be, what you'll be into tonight. As you sit and watch your uh, beloved Eagles. Yeah, so much. Um, I'm probably going to be rather clothed for the most part of the evening. Oh, that's disappointing. By that, I mean basketball shorts. No underwear, just slanging and banging. Absolutely. And uh, hmm, what shirt am I going to bust out tonight? It might be the Nickelodeon. Okay. So I think I'm going to go Nickelodeon. I'm going to go basketball shorts. So you're, go you're obviously fine with getting barbecue sauce all over that Nickelodeon shirt. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's just a comfortable shirt. I want to be comfortable. I want to be feeling it. I'm going to keep all the Cowboys gear for Sunday. And otherwise, I have an, an NFL robe that I've got ordered. It just hasn't come in yet. Damn. It was backlogged. Yeah, so I should have it for the weekend. But I did want gotcha. it for tonight because like these neutral party games, I want a robe I can put on. That's what I'm saying. I got the Cowboys robe. But for these neutral party games, I want that NFL robe I can just put on and watch. I should probably get like an F Philadelphia robe for an occasion like this. Yeah, that would but hopefully be cool. it never happens again, so I won't have to worry about it. As long as that cleavage is out, that's the beauty of those robes. And the hair. Exactly. You know, you got to have the hair out. Um, 
Is there anything else you want to get to in terms of tonight's game, other than the fact that you're probably going to come when you hear Al Michaels' voice open the show? Hmm. Great question. I'm going to go ahead and say no. I think we're both right on with our picks. I think we couldn't be more accurate with our forecast of the game. I don't want to give the Eagles any more time than necessary. I couldn't agree more. So I say we move on. I mean, we're stoked about tonight, but there's so much better football talk we can get to. Want to just get around in the NFL going? Let's get around the NFL going right freaking now. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There's that's something the about best. that that's that just best. gets me going. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Around the NFL on the Nosebleed Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. You heard it here first. The Falcons are going to destroy the Eagles here tonight. But so many other stories going on in the National Football League as we get ready for week one this weekend. And number one, coming out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Lev Bell has reports are he might not come to the team's facility to join the team until November. What? Yeah, this is legit. Damn. Le'Veon Bell saying, you know what, boys? I'm not going to show up until I have to. Basically bleep everybody. I want that $10 million, but I don't want it bad enough where I'm going to risk my body for the first half of the season. So y'all try and do what you can, stay in the playoff race, which you probably will, and I'll be there for the back half fresh and ready to rock and to collect my $10 million hairs. Jeez, man. I haven't seen someone pull it out and just freaking lay it on the table like that since Crowley Sullivan. Oh, the Spartans lair. Good God, Lev. Bold move by Le'Veon. And I, it's, know, it's, it is bold. It's understandable. Oh, no, uh, it's hard to really imagine uh, a guy of that caliber playing on the franchise tag at that position, continuously playing on the franchise tag, especially when you see guys around the league, i.e. Todd Gurley, getting big money. Um, if I'm Le'Veon Bell... I really can't blame him. Now, he does have an opportunity to show up like by, as long as he shows up by like 3 p.m. or so on Saturday, he can still get the game check, even though he probably wouldn't get put into the game because he missed the entire week. So he does have a way around it if he wants to do that to get the game check. But man, all signs are pointing to Le'Veon Bell is trying to play hardball and the Steelers are too. I mean, credit to both of them. They're they're basically. Have you seen that meme of P Diddy and then that one black guy from that uh the the talent show or whatever? Where they literally are just staring back and forth, like they're literally just staring at each other. Who's gonna blink? First? It's a stare off. Yeah. yeah, and and that is sort of what we're having here with the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. And the and the funny thing about it is probably not funny for Le'Veon. The Steelers players seem to be backing the organization, which is something. You never see. No, you don't ever see it. I mean, you don't see it for teammates. You don't even see the guys across the league, guys on another team. I mean, it's always basically I'm not I'm not putting my hand in another man's pockets. Even if maybe deep down I I gr- agree on a case by case basis with the organization. You know, sometimes as a player, you never hear them voice that. It's always either very neutral or 100 percent with the player. You know, and and you have his teammates. <laughs> you have. Mike Pouncey, or excuse me, Marquise, his twin brother. Yeah, I know you loved Mike. You have DeCastro, except for the, gosh, that bastard's always injured. 
I mean, literally, the guy <laughs> walks around with a cane. That bastard. He literally has hip issues. Yeah, he was always hurt. Yeah. Like, truly, I don't know how, if he plays more than four games for the Chargers this year, I will be blown away. Back to Lev. We got Ramon Fox. Basically, the whole offensive line, practically three-fifths of the offensive line, DeCastro, Pouncey, and Ramon Foster, all basically just trashing Bell during their media session yesterday. You have Pouncey saying, quote, honestly, it's a little selfish, speaking about Le'Veon. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed right now. It sucks he's not here. We'll move on as a team. It doesn't look like he'll be in the game plan at this point. Connor looks great. That's talking about uh, James Connor. He does look good. Who is the uh, second year guy who will end up being the starter if Lev's not there. Uh, he says, we'll worry about him in week two, talking about Le'Veon Bell. So Pouncey's a little bit butthurt. Um, he says again, uh, Pouncey says, a star is born every year in the NFL. Did anyone uh, know Kareem Hunt would be an all-pro uh, all before last season? If James Connor didn't have cancer, wow. Um that <laughs> 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 just totally just caught me off oh, guard wow. there. Um, he's saying if he didn't if, have cancer, he probably would have been a higher draft pick. He says, yeah, he yeah. says if James Conner didn't have cancer, he'd have been a first-round pick. Well, he did have just a lot of talent and, and did drop because, I mean, the hell of a story, right? I mean, that was a great oh, story last offseason. And, and I love J- James Conner a lot. I think he's going to come in and produce and be very good. This might backfire a little bit on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, well, and that and that's really the thing here. That's the staring match off that we're getting right now is, okay, what's going to happen? If, if Bell doesn't show up in week one, he's basically banking on the fact that there's not a guy on that roster that can fill the void that he leaves when he's not there. Yeah, and he's wrong because I think James Conner can fill the void enough for them to win a lot of games and be competitive. Now, here's where it gets... Okay, that's a bold statement he, well, by I, you. I, I, is it, though? Do you think? Do you not agree? Do you not think James Conner's good enough for them to still be successful? Well, I'm I mean, not saying I'm not saying compete for a Super Bowl. I'm saying to still win a lot of games and win that division. You don't think James Conner could fill that void? Um, to win that division, I, I definitely think he is probably good enough to be a solid running back. But the drop off from Le'Veon Bell to James Conner is pretty substantial. I don't think we know quite how substantial it is as of yet. I think we got to see James Conner go out there and do it. I think he will be able to do it. I agree with you in the sense though that we know Le'Veon Bell is elite. We know the dude is maybe the best all-around back in football when you add in his receiving ability. His versatility, his run style, which is sure. unlike any really in the history that I've ever seen of football. Couldn't now, we have more. to put Gil Brand on the phone and ask him. He's the only guy that's seen <laughs> every single person that's ever set foot on the gridiron play. Well, we don't really judge his eyes. I, I don't agree with his eyes on that. Yeah, isn't it still fuck Gil for you? Uh, it's a little bit of a bleep Gil there when it comes to just running back talk, but... I completely agree. Now you've seen a lot of young running backs that are coming up trying to mimic that Le'Veon Bell style, and they can't really do it. So in terms of, like, will the Steelers be able to win a Super Bowl without him? I think the answer is no. Can they make the playoffs without him? I think the answer is yes. Well, this this old-ass Steelers team is not about making the playoffs. This old-ass Steelers team is about Super Bowl or nothing right now. But if you're the organization, I don't think you budge. I think you let that, you have all the power right now. You're thinking, man, if this dude wants to sit out the first half of the season, go for it. I think we'll still be in just as good of a position as if you had have played. And you know what? We're sitting here. We haven't budged. We haven't paid you any damn more than what we were willing to pay for you. And you're actually a little more healthy. Your body's fresh. Your body's ready to go. So as an indiv- as as a team and an organization, I'm getting 100% Le'Veon Bell come November 
week seven or whatever the heck it is, eight or whatever it is, and the rest of the league is now that much more torn up, beaten down, and here comes Lev Bell walking through those doors. I mean, it could just be a great scenario for the Steelers. I don't see any positives for Le'Veon unless James Conner does suck, but I don't see that happening. Well, the other thing um, that was said, we have, uh, you heard what Pouncey said, but DeCastro, David DeCastro, another offensive lineman, he said, quote, just sit out the whole year then, talking about Le'Veon. says, I don't know, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of weird when he was asked if they will welcome him back after Le'Veon misses some games this year. I don't know. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of weird. He also says, uh, we all thought Le'Veon would be here today. He makes us all kind of look stupid a little bit. And then Ramon Foster says, uh, what do you do? Here's a guy who doesn't give a damn. I guess so. We'll treat it as such. I just hate that it came to this. He goes on to say, Le'Veon is making seven times what I make and twice as much as Al Villanueva. And we're the guys who do it for him. They do it. Basically, they're, they're Lev's piece and they're out there doing it for him. They're that getting, they're is the uh, inserted, baby. God, that is a bold <laughs> statement by you, Foster. They're swimming to say in the you ocean. do it for him. I mean, don't get me wrong. They do it for him. But like Look, Ramon Foster, I, I literally Ramon. I wasn't sure that you existed until yesterday. Ramon, oh Ramon. Yeah, man. Uh, look, the offensive line is clearly together on this, and I can see them being a little butt hurt. I mean, wouldn't you? Like, let's say you are one of them. You've been grinding out in training camp now. You've expected Le'Veon Bell, who you are teammates with. This is a brotherhood, right? You enter this thing as a family. You're ready to go chase a championship trophy together. And all of a sudden, here's this dude that literally has a contract offer for what is it? How much total is that um, Well, the last franchise tag? Oh, the franchise tag. Um, let me see. It is. I mean, I know he makes at least $10 million, but I think it's more than that. I think it's like a guarantee of 10 Fourteen and a half million. Fourteen and a half. So he's got an offer for, to make fourteen and a half million dollars for this year, and I know that there's no future security there, but he can still make fourteen and a half million dollars this year to play football. And he's basically saying, "Believe that." Uh, well, and, and I can most, understand why, because if you're in the, if you're in that locker room, it's like, dude, really? Come on now. Listen, I, get, I don't fault them for feeling that way. Well, I don't fault them for feeling some kind of way. It's just, it is just. Shocking to me to hear them voice that, first of all, because you never hear that. I mean, you just don't. I've never once in my life heard this. Players on the same team basically dipping into the other guy's pockets. Well, it's caused problems in the past when it has happened, and you're, you're going to see that now as well with Le'Veon Bell. I'm sure that's going to cause a problem, and he'll talk about it on social media today. But uh, one of the, the one. He might, that comes he might to put mind. out a freestyle rap about he it. Might, oh, that's a good point. He might end up just freaking diss tracking that entire front five. Dude, if, awkward this, creates, that to Castro? if this creates a Le'Veon Bell diss track to the entire Steelers oh, offensive man. line, that would be the most golden thing ever. Bad blood, dude. Gosh, so, that would set the tone for such you, a great 2018 season. That'd be dope. If you remember, I think it was 2006, and T.O. had that holdout. And he did it during the season. It was when he was the, doing sit-ups in the he was driveway. Doing sit-ups in the driveway. God, what a boss. Drew Rosenhaus. Next question. Next question. Next question. All that happens. It's in season. That's when the Eagles ended up suspending him for the year for player misconduct, detrimental to the team. And Donovan McNabb was asked about it, and McNabb came out basically in support of the organization and did not say that To should. He believes that To should get 
a new contract or an extension. And T.O. got super butthurt about that, put McNabb on blast. It, it can cause an issue. Like, I can understand it at one point, the player's side, but I totally get the other point of, dude, don't say anything like that. Like, you're also a player. You, I, I'm trying to fight for what I think I'm worth here. I don't need you butting in here and getting in my business. You know, you. I, I'm trying to help all the players out in the long run, all the, the running backs that come after me, right? Gurley kind of did it, laid the table. All these guaranteed people are saying the running back position's dying. These guys got to cash in in the first six years of their career. But and then they're done. Especially when you talk about a team like the Steelers who just saw a guy like Ryan Shazier's career end in a blink of an eye. You can see how that can happen. Especially for the running back position, which is, for the, I mean, it's really the most dangerous position in football in terms of the amount of hits that you're taking. For sure. Um, so you have the shortest window at that position to make your money. And when you see a guy like Ryan Shazier, one play, boom, done, didn't matter, no money. He's not getting Steelers aren't gonna, you know, pay him for some, you know, thank you for your service here. No, no, no. He's getting whatever he got, and that's it. And Le'Veon Bell, who's saying I'm the best in his mind, if not top two or three at my position in the entire league, and I have been for a while, and I t- I took the franchise tag last year. I've already I've already played this game. You still have not come to the table and and put your money where your mouth is here. So if you really wanted me that bad, Ramon, you'd go up to the front office and tell them to give me some money because you know I'm that good. I'm so good that you're talking to the media, bitch. Trust me, because if I if I if I wasn't if I wasn't that good, you wouldn't be talking. You'd be like, I don't yeah. care. He ain't that good. You know I'm awesome. Pay me like I'm awesome. Yeah, and I can see that point of view as well. But it is just kind of crazy. You're seeing that entire offensive line. Usually there's that. Like bond between a line and their running back, right? I know, I know. And they're just kind of maybe Le- Lev is just he's just kind of the, that lone wolf, you know, and it, he just doesn't have that rapport. But I don't he just know. happens to be so great that they put up with whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean lead. that that is a fair point. Maybe he doesn't have great relationships in the locker room with the players to begin with, so they're a little bit quicker to say kind of bleep that guy yeah. a little bit. Um, but that's obviously us speculating here, so I don't really know that. Yeah, we don't but know. We're not in the e- P's and Q's there. Either way, man, it's just a it's a wild story, and anyone who drafted Le'Veon Bell in your fantasy league, heart goes out to you. Hopefully you got James Conner, maybe to fill that void, according to Walchuk, James Conner. Man, I think he's a pretty he might good be player. the MVP. I don't know about that, but I think he's a pretty good player. Offensive player of the year? No, no, no. Maybe like newcomer of the year. Pro bowler? I think he could be a pro bowler, yeah. Yeah, I do. What if he didn't have cancer? He doesn't anymore. You think he'd be the MVP? Jeez. Uh, doesn't anymore. Jeez. So we're not going to go there. Hey, the uh, Packers and um, Bears are playing. Yeah, what about that game? I mean, that's the oldest running rivalry in the National Football League. Well, do you think the the Packers are ready for it, especially defensively, you know, getting ready for a young team, new team, a lot of weapons, young quarterback, Trubisky. Do you think they'd be ready for it? Well, I don't know if they're ready for Khalil Bleeping Mack on the defensive side of the ball. Talk about the offensive side of the ball, Walt Chuck. Uh, yeah, I think they're ready for the, the Buskies. Well, Kevin King, who's a DB for the Packers, was asked um, basically – what are you looking for from Mitch Trubisky this week? Well, how are you going to defend him? What's going on? What's the deal? What's the game plan? Kevin King, DB Packers says, uh, I think they're going to come out and, uh, well, honestly, I can't tell you anything on him talking about Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I'm trying to make up shit. 
<laughs> he said, I'm trying to make up bleep. He says, I'm trying to make shit up here. Like basically talking about the interview, they're asking him about Trubisky and he just stops mid-sentence. He's like, he's about to go on some <laughs> BS little thing. And he goes, honestly, I literally can't tell you anything about him. I'm trying to make up shit right now. I'm like just- I haven't seen this guy play. Not even sure. Mitch, wait, Mitch who? Kevin King. <laughs> I wonder how the Packers are feeling about that. Quarterback right from Washington. Yeah, it's his second year. I haven't watched Big Trubisky long play guy. ever. Uh, I just think the Packers have a hell of a defensive strategy already going into that game. I wish I would have drafted the Packers defense. They're not worried about it at all. Kevin well, they don't King, really future know Pro what Bowler. to think in his defense. It's a new offense, uh, new coaching staff. They're going to be running a new scheme. Trubisky, you'd assume, has improved from last season to this year. So, yeah, I mean, they probably are getting a different Mitchell Trubisky than expected. But holy crap, that's not an answer you hear every day. I do love the honesty, though. I'll never... F- fault an athlete for just being honest and saying what's on his mind and right there man i think that's a brilliant quote i'm just making up bleep here i'm gonna be honest with you guys i don't know what the hell i don't know what the hell is going on i've never seen mitchell trubisky play what the hell his name until earlier today is it trubisky what the (laughs) i've never heard of one of those what the f is it trubisky it's trubisky please i bet aaron Rodgers is like damn it khalil (laughs) really Oh my gosh, dude. I gotta go against Mac. Yeah, that defense with him and Leonard Floyd. Now dumber the Raiders. No one's more pissed off right now at John Gruden than Aaron Rodgers. Than Aaron F- Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. All the Oakland pissed. fans right now are probably rioting and picketing and 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 murdering Burning jerseys through the through the hatred of John Gruden right now, but no one is more upset at John. And Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I thought that Rodgers was one of your grinders, John. Jeez, John. Gosh, Johnny. Damn you know, it, John. I think the best thing that I heard from that Mac trade was they put the trade into Madden. And Madden rejected Said it. Said no. Uh, yeah. and, and you know how it shows you that bar of like interest level? It was the all the way level, down. Yeah, it was like not even halfway. <laughs> Yet in real life, <sighs> that trade was accepted. And I think that it is completely mind-blowing that the Raiders did that. Man, you are not kidding. Now, thank God for uh, Aaron Rodgers. He does have some pretty good tackles with uh, Bakhtiari. Or Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. Is it Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. Now, the thing about David Bakhtiari is he is actually the best-looking offensive lineman in the NFL. You can say he's got the best hair. He's no, no, not no. the best-looking. Have you seen his eyes? Have you seen his face? Yes. If you, you have never seen his eyes. Yeah, they are literally like I have not seen them you could close stare up. into them forever. He was in uh, Pitch Perfect, too, I think. Well, he's beautiful, uh, especially when you talk about the fact that he's 300-some pounds. The dude is actually really, really sexy. Former okay. tight end, turn left tackle, mm. badass. Well, so good for Aaron Rodgers there. And then he's got Bulaga, which is born to play in Wisconsin. Born yeah, to I have a, a cheese Brian Bulaga on his helmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, can you put that back in your pants after talking about Bakhtiari? Sorry, bro. Holy Sorry. crap. Dude, you know I can't contain myself when I talk about Bach. Like, you just went all over the place here. There is dude, just I'm gonna, dripping goo. I'm pulling up a Google pic of David right now. You can no, pull a No, I don't want you to pull up a, a, a pic of David. No, don't dude, put I'm your Davids that. away. We nope. don't need this. This is inappropriate. David Bakhtiari. No. No. Okay. This is really happening. David Bakhtiari. Real time. Eyes. Eric putting in David Bakhtiari. Now he's pulling up the images. Yeah, I've seen the guy. He's look a good at looking this guy, dude. Man. Look, look at, at that. Dude. But I mean, the I don't know. 
Look at that. As an offensive lineman, surety, but I, I'm not going to say he's the best looking Who in the entire league. Look at that. He's got, he's I don't got know. He's sun-kissed. Eric, come he's on. got a nice little beard going. He's got the sexy but fierce eyes. Fantastic eyebrows. And then he's got the long locks. He does have the hair. The hair and is what you really like. To Let's set not the lie. tone, you can tell he's a dirty little bastard. How can you tell that? What number is he? He is 69. I mean, come on. Is this guy not the sexiest lineman in football? Yeah, she is a filthy shice face. Good for Aaron Rodgers. 69 might have done it. I think that really puts him over the top. I think you're right. I think I'd agree with that. Thank you. Because of the 69. Rest my case. All right, can we move on to more pressing issues? I guess. What you got? I'd like to talk about some of the moves the Cowboys have made here. The Dallas football Cowboys? The Dallas football Cowboys. Coach, how are we doing, guys? How are we doing, guys? Well... The Cowboys have finalized their 53 as they get ready to go to Carolina this weekend. How are you feeling about Red J and company? Man, I'm happy Rico's on the team, even though he got busted for pot. I'm happy Rico oh, made the yeah. team. That was something, huh? That was hilarious. Good he, God. He was out there. Look, he's out there having a celebratory puff puff pass. It was the night before that. He, someone must have told him, hey, dude, yeah, you're, you're he good. You're, yeah. you're going to make the team. Bet. And he's out there just relaxing. Next thing you know, he gets busted for pot. And it, I think it was literally within walking distance of the team's facility. Of the Frisco. star. Yeah. 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 He, so was, it he, rolled really up, bad. he stuffed a bowl in the locker room and then went out to his car yeah. and cruised around the star while blazing. Not a good look, but I still think it's stupid in general that the NFL even gives a crap about marijuana. A hell of a Friday night, though, for Rico, by the way. Lovely Friday night I'm for like, Rico. why didn't you call me, Reek? Dude. I like, mean, good God, what'd you think? I was busy. We were at the, I was at the Star we Friday night, We were at the night, store, bro. and he couldn't hit us up? That's pretty disrespectful. I, look, I'm personally going to take it as a slap in the face. I've tried to be a captain of the Team Rico fan club, so... That's true. You have nothing. You have been nothing but nothing supportive. But supportive. You have backed him. Absolutely. You have put your neck out there for him. Yes. Tried to get Rico on the team. It worked. Clearly. Come on. Be better, Reek. And this guy wants to go out there and smoke a bone and we not even been his invite fall guy, us. Walchuk? He, we could have been his Kendall Wrights. Honestly, I guarantee you, Walchuk, you would have bent over backwards to be his fall guy. All he needed to do was just shoot you the text. He didn't really need to do anything. I didn't even need to be a fall guy. I'd have just bent over backwards. That's so hot. So Rico made it, but there was a guy that didn't make it, and I think this came as quite the shock, and I've never seen this much freakout over a kicker in my life. But Dan Bailey, Dan Ice in his balls. Man Bailey. is no longer on the Cowboys. He's only got ice in his balls because he pulled his groin last year, and he had to, well, ice his balls. And he wasn't very good. That came back to bite him in the hiney. They've gone with this Bill Maher guy, Bill Mayer. I mean, there's been quite the controversy over how this guy pronounces his name. Ten years from now, it'll be a it Tyrod Tyrod. I thought it was Maher. See, we've got all kinds of things being said. My sources have it as Maher. Brad Sham pronounced it as Mar. It's Maher. Maher? Yeah. But then I heard it on local talk radio as Mayer. Gotcha. So you have two bad sources there. My sources have it. It's it's Maher. Who's your source? I can't give away my source. Oh, you you're are, one of those. You're unprofessional. I'm just unprofessional. throwing out Brad Shane. I like, like honesty. Willy nilly. Oh, you're damn right. He said it. I repeat it. It's Maher. Your kicker is Maher. Well, I think Maher kicked pretty well, nailed a 57 yarder. And I'll tell you what, as much as I love Dan Bailey, 
And as shocked as I was to see that he's now longer with us on the roster, on the team, and I'm sure he's going to go get another job. He's already, he could possibly sign today with the team. Apparently four teams are interested. He worked out with the Jets. Hey, he might come to the damn Jets and kick a game-winning <laughs> field goal against the Dolphins for the next four years. Yeah, you'd probably hate that. I loved Dan, and I, I it's weird that they cut him, but for financial reasons, if you've got a guy that you like, and let's say this dude is good and is kicking Dan's butt in practice every day, or has been doing just as well as he was, why not go younger at the position and save some money? The thing I'm going to miss most about Dan is his perfectly shaved, muscular calves. I don't know if you ever got really up close and personal with those things, but it's it's no wonder that dude was just kicking game-winning field I've only stood next to him in plus. jeans, but okay. I couldn't see the calves. I've, I've actually stood next to him while he was in a towel. And let me tell you something. Those calves... Top notch. Really? I'm not sure Maher has calves like Dan. What about Bakhtiari? Oh God, Bakhtiari. Well, they're best they're they're definitely uh they're not quite as good as his eyes, but he's got great calves. Bakhtiari's got great calves. Mm. He was a tight end. I don't know if you knew that. No, you said that earlier. Yeah, Bakhtiari used to be a tight end. <laughs> Interesting. Uh Maher is uh <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys kicker, and uh, he's going to lose you guys some football games. You think this year. so? You think he's going to stink? I think he's going to lose you guys some football games this year. Ramp. Yeah, it uh, could happen. And if it does, then the Cowboys look stupid. And they might, because Dan Bailey has been a model of consistency. The dude's the second most accurate kicker in NFL history. I don't know why you really fudge with that. But they know something we don't. And apparently they were trying to trade for Earl Thomas. They offered a second rounder. Maybe they were trying to free up some space to sign good old Earl. But the Seahawks. Are not wanting to trade Earl. Thomas. That doesn't seem like they are. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys have upped their offer back to the second round pick, and Seattle saying, "No, no, no, <laughs> I want a first. <laughs> no, no, no." And I'm like, "Well, give yeah, us everything like, you have." I'm like, "Dude, first round pick. First of all, it's probably a fifty percent chance that you're going to get a guy that you like in terms of your first round pick three years down the line. Um, and two. Your guys are probably going to be picking. I mean, don't you think? Aren't you confident enough in your boys? I mean, I, we haven't gotten the Zach Wolchuk State of the Union for the Cowboys yet, but my God, I think you guys are probably thinking. I mean, that whole organization's got to be thinking you guys are going to be in the first round, probably picking twenty or later. So it's not like you're giving up a top ten. They'll pick probably more get than the likely. back half of the first round. I mean, it'll be at the back half of the first round, um, eighteen or later. And I, if you I think go it's get a ten Earl, and six football team, that could end up, but. With Earl or without Earl? Because with Earl, I think they're at least one or two games better. Yeah, maybe one. I mean, I think with Earl Thomas, you could you could maybe win eleven games. Okay, so if you're eleven and five with Earl Thomas, you gave up your first round pick. That means you're at at minimum you're giving up probably the twenty third, twenty fourth pick. I don't know. Yeah, or twenty seventh. I don't even know around that area. So I'm like, dude. And then if you guys make a run in the playoffs, who knows what happens? So what I'm saying is. I don't think even the first round pick is that big of a deal. I, I understand why they wouldn't want to go that far, but man, when you look at the hole that you guys have there right now, and I know you're like, oh, you know, Xavier Woods, he'll end up coming back. Well, he's got a hamstring injury, doesn't he? Those things tend to linger. And it's not like Jeff Heath is a model of, you know, injury free <laughs> oh, yeah, no, football. Jeff Heath's a rover. Kayvon, Kayvon Frazier's banged up yeah. pretty frequently. You he know is. what I'm saying? So he it's is, like, yeah. who knows where, how deep you guys are going to be dipping into that safety bag. And I don't think it's littered with talent. No, I completely agree. And Errol Thomas would have been huge 
but I don't know that I'd have been willing to part ways. I know the Cowboys clearly are they value those picks. I mean, Dalton Schultz is still on the roster. That's why they picked four. That's why they kept four tight ends. Dalton Schultz looked like absolute gar- hot garbage in training camp and preseason. He looked undersized, couldn't block a soul, looked like a complete disappointment. Not the same dude that was at Stanford last year. But they've kept him on the roster because they spent a fourth round pick on him. They acquired that asset and they don't want to give up on him just yet. So imagine how they feel about a first-round pick. They're not going to part with a first-round pick, no matter where they think it may or may not be in the draft. And while we say this, Dak Prescott gets hurt week three, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's no backup quarterback on this team. Unless Romo's coming out of the booth, they're completely screwed. So even with the rest of the roster being pretty solid and Zeke, this isn't a team that's going to win more than eight games without a quarterback. So that completely screws your theory if, if that's the case. You just can't predict what will happen. You, you make the that's trade true. thinking you're going to be pretty good, and then all of a sudden Dak breaks his foot, knock on wood, then it's like, oh, crap, we just traded the Seahawks a top 10, top 12 pick. That is that is a fair point. That is a fair point. I think there are probably a couple of teams that you pretty much know that's not going to happen to, but the Cowboys are not one of those teams. I think you're right. There is, there is at least somewhat of a percentage chance that – Dak gets hurt, and your season, if, if that does happen, your season does go down the tank. You're right. And and risking that is, I guess that's a fair point, because you're risking that, and then it's like, okay, yeah, we just gave up our top five. Top yes, your picks. season's that, done. That's a nightmare scenario. Exactly. That and, is a nightmare and scenario. And you might that's be able fair. to sign Earl Thomas anyway next offseason. Next year. Right? Yeah. So Earl Thomas probably will end up being a Cowboy. It just doesn't appear that it's going to be this year. Now, maybe the Seahawks aren't very good. And they get to the trade deadline, and they start to think, well, we're going to stink. We're not really going to make the playoffs. Because they're feeling like, we've got Russell Wilson. We've got a chance to contend. But come week eight, or whenever the trade deadline is, let's say they're seeing the Rams and 49ers start to run away with this division. They're not going to make it. And they're thinking, all right, let's acquire the second-round pick for Earl Thomas. The Cowboys play some hardball. At first, it's just too rich. I think a second I was cool with, if they want to take that deal sweet, but I'm totally fine with the Cowboys holding their water and saying, man, we didn't want to give you a second. We offered you a third. We came up to a second, and you're still saying no. Sorry, we're not giving you a first. I'm fine with that. I hear you. You know what? And I think through this conversation, you've convinced me uh, that I guess giving up the first is just a little too risky because you just never know. And if, if there is a chance that you guys could have your season go spiraling down, if God forbid, Dak and his dong get banged up hmm. and – and if you guys ended up with a top five or ten pick that was then given to Seattle in exchange for a safety who in the grand scheme is winning you zero football games if you don't have a quarterback, that is going to be tremendously disappointing. So I think you're right there. You have convinced me the first round pick is too rich. Uh, the second round pick is plenty fair there. I would do that. And I would I would keep that that offer really on the table, um, and I've, I don't know if I'm Seattle. I don't know Seattle well enough to really know what they should and should not do um, in terms of if it for a second round pick. But I know for the Cowboys, I would definitely give up that second round pick. Yeah, me too. But you're right, man. You're right. That first round pick it is too rich. I got a little greedy there for a second. I got a little too. I, I fell in love. I had the hard eyes for Earl Thomas. Hey, and that's understandable. The dude is cute as hell, but. And and just just imagining him in the back end of that defense right now, 
I think that really, really ups the level of what I think is already a pretty solid defense you guys have. Um, so, gosh, I got starry eyed on Earl, man. Mm, Can you it's believe hard that? not to. No, Good I God, I was about it. to give up a first round pick. Yeah, bro. you're about to I almost gave up the a future, dude. Damn near a top five pick yeah, for Earl Thomas. Hey, man. What the hell am I doing? What are you doing? It's what are just, you doing? I think I'm just drunk on football right now. I mean, it I just, come, just I want things to happen. Think I, how gung Nick ho Foles we are is going to get his cock ring in literally ten hours. As he's getting it, he's getting it hard. God, he's it dude, he's just I'm just too football fired up right now. Man. Right, I'm well, just about take to piss away my fire. entire future for Earl Thomas. Let's take that football fire and let's do this. What? I want to go rapid fire with you, Fuego Rapido, Fuego freaking rapido oh i like the sound of that yes so we're gonna go rapid fire predictions sure to be bleeped and by that i mean straight up fucked nice they will be wrong you can go ahead and note everything we say here will probably be the complete opposite but we're gonna rapid fire nfl preview this thing what do we think is gonna happen i'm gonna throw stuff out we, you can throw stuff out if you want. I like that, dude. That's exciting. And the, the the thing that's awesome, even before we get into that, is it's just so great that we're coming into a season right now. It's fresh. It's clean slate. It's like, you know, for the first time in what feels like 10 years, we don't have Colin Kaepernick stealing the headlines as we go into the season, you know. Jeez, no and that is, just, stuff, that is you know? just so awesome. You know, we can really <laughs> just focus on football. And let's just get to these guys, man. What do you got? Let's go. Fuego, fuego, fuego. Fuego, fuego, fuego. All right, well, Chuck, you're clear, bro. All right, dude. NFL League MVP. James Conner! Woohoo! Oh, balls. Cancer free James Conner holding up the MVP. At the I end of love the it. I love it. And by MVP, I mean Super Bowl MVP, motherfucker! Oh, my gosh. So you're going as James far. James Bleeping Connors and the Vance McDonaldsons are going to the Super Bowl. He will be holding up the MVP trophy and the Lombardi. Cancer-free. Bleep you live. So who are the Steelers beating in said Super Bowl? Who are? Who will be the NFC champs? Jimmy Garoppolo and oh! the dong of the West Coast. Wow. Yeah, I'm really fired up for that San Francisco-Pittsburgh Super Bowl. Steelers over 49ers. James Bleepin' Connor, cancer-free, free-balling it all, is your Super Bowl and league MVP. Un- Fuego Rapido, Walchuk, you you, you're behind here. You're behind. Defensive player of the year. Uh, T.J. Watt. Oh. I just picked two Pittsburgh Steelers. What? What am I doing? Are you in love with the Steelers? Earl Thomas. What? For the Cowboys or Steve Seahawks? Oh, Cowboys. Oh. After they trade a first-round pick. Oh. I'm picking it. I can see it now. What? Ah. It's happening. Walchuk. Give me something. Go, go, MVP, MVP. Me? You. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, 2,000 yards? Yes. Give me three. Can I get three? Can I get three? 2,000 yards, Ed, but book it, bitches. Yeah, he's on record. Yes, Zeke is the league MVP. Okay, and then we obviously both have Danny Amendola for the Miami Dolphins leading the league in receiving yards. Comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, I got him. I got him down. Good, good, good. He puts, you know, the thing about Danny, he really puts the come and comeback. No. I knew he would. Fuego Rapido, Fuego Rapido, Fuego Rapido. Yes, yes, yes. Andrew Luck is? Back in the playoffs this year. The Dallas Cowboys win? Ten games this year and make the wild card. Tom Brady plays how many more years? Two. Peyton Manning is back? Never. Ooh, that's bold. Odell Beckham Jr. versus Jalen Ramsey in a mere three days. Jalen Ramsey's going to eat his dick off. (laughs) (laughs) 
Talk to me about J.J. Watt's return to the gridiron. J.J. Watt's going to lead the Houston Texans to the Super Bowl this year. Cleo Mack. Is going to have 20 sacks. Mitch Trubisky. Is going to have a pretty good season, win eight games. Who plays the Houston Texans in the Super Bowl this year? The New Orleans Saints. Deshaun Watson. Yes. MVP of the Super Bowl. Houston wins it. Oh, my God. Fire. Fire bombs. Goodness gracious. Walter Payton, man of the year. Jason Witten. Is that not allowed? <laughs> no, honestly, you're probably right. You're probably right. Oh, oh God, man. man. That was great. That That's was a fun great. round of, of Fuego. I think that's awesome. Predictions, sure to be believed. That is the Nosebleed Seats podcast. <laughs> Zach Welch alongside Eric Chiafalo. Enjoy the season opener over the National Football League tonight. Go freaking Falcons. Beat the Eagles. A says... We'll be back tomorrow with this highly anticipated and teased a gajillion times. Biggest L, biggest dub for the month of August. It's finally freaking here. About f***ing time. Yeah. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Composed.